the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He tells us how to live. He tells us how to not live. His word is the standard of what is right and what is wrong. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. We're picking up again in the study. This is part two. We're going to be in Exodus chapter 8. And I entitled this message, A Heart of Stone. Let's look at our point here. This is God. Let's read what happens next in verse 16. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth, that it may become gnats through all the land of Egypt. And they did so. And Aaron stretched out his hand with his staff and he struck the dust of the earth. And there were gnats on the man and beast. All the dust of the earth became gnats through all the land of Egypt. And the magicians tried with their secret arts to bring forth more gnats. These guys are bricks, okay? But they could not. So there, there were gnats on man and beast. Then the magicians said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he did not listen to them as the Lord had said. Wow. So now the sorcerers, they're like, they're, they're, they're waving the white flag like, man, we give up. This is crazy. God is never surprised. Just remember that. God is never caught off guard. God is never scared, and he is never, ever left with no response. He has dealt with the fickleness of man from the beginning of man, all the way back to Adam and Eve. God knows how weak we can be. He knows how our hearts can be weak, along with knowing how hard other hearts can become. So the Lord said, okay, Pharaoh, you're a lying dog. You said you'd let my people go. I took the frogs out, and now you're going back on your word. So God instructs Moses. Notice he doesn't go back to Pharaoh and talk to him. He says, oh, no, I'm going to deal with him right now. You strike the dust of the earth, and it became gnats. Now, there's some debate here on the original word here for gnats, because you know gnats. I mean, you, you've been in a park or something before, or down by a river, and all of a sudden, you, you know, you'll say, oh, God, get those things out of here. You know, you walk into a ball of them, and they're just like everywhere and everything. Well, there's a little discrepancy. I shouldn't say discrepancy. It's just, it's just the Hebrew word that's used here. That's why the King James Bible doesn't use the word gnats. It uses the word lice. But it's not really lice and it's not really gnats. It's kind of something in the middle. It appears to be a tiny stinging gnat. 
Not the kind of gnat that we have here that just flies around and drives you crazy here, okay? These gnats would bite. They would attack your body much like lice does. And this was crazy if they thought frogs were everywhere and annoying. How much more annoying would this be? This is definitely taking things to the next level. For gnats can get everywhere. Up your nose, in your eyes, in your ears. They can get everywhere. It's absolutely crazy all over your body, in your hair. And notice how the magicians try to mimic it again, just like they did with turning the staff into a serpent, turning a little bit more water into blood, or creating even more frogs. But they could not do it this time. They could not create one stinging gnat. So this seems to be, uh, you know, a little bit more easier to make than a staff turning into a serpent or water turning into a blood. But it's just God said, I'm only allowing so much and you're not going to do this. So he cut it off. Yes, Satan can do many miracles unless God says, no, you can't. So that was it. No, you can't now. So now they can't do anything. And so they go. The magicians said to Pharaoh in verse 19, they said, this is the finger of God. This is God. Don't you realize that? See, they realized that something that was so much bigger than them was happening here. Something that was out of this world. And they were throwing up surrender like we give up here and they were telling pharaoh the same thing actually they were warning pharaoh do not mess with this god have nothing to do with him but pharaoh was unwilling to listen to anyone that was around him he would not listen he was again believing his own press I mean, do you remember when, you know, President Biden gave that speech a couple of weeks ago? You know, what did he say? I'm overperforming. Who are you listening to? He's listening to his people that are telling him you're the greatest thing that ever happened. And he's believing it. Just like Pharaoh, he somehow drank the Kool-Aid, thinking that he himself was a god with a little G, and his heart became like stone. He's turning into what we've seen in recent history with people like Adolf Hitler, who became so full of themselves that he was able to go so far with his crazy thinking that he destroyed his own country by his own foolish and darkened heart because he would no longer listen to those around him. So not only did he destroy his own country, his own people, but he killed a lot of people in between, not to mention the 6 million Jews that he killed. But know this, these magicians were men of prominence. These are not a bunch of bozos here. It's not Bozo the Clown going around with his little clown thing. No, these are people of prominence. These are people of great influence in Egypt. They were affluent. They were highly esteemed there again in Egypt. Yet, to their dismay, Pharaoh would not listen to them. I wonder if any of us have done the very same thing. Maybe you don't listen to those that are around you. 
have you ever considered that maybe, just possibly, you don't know it all? That maybe, possibly, you don't have the best plan? This is why we should always pray and consider God's word and his will. In fact, after everything we ever pray for, we should say what James says, make sure you pray at the end of your prayer, God, not my will, but your will be done. Yes, before making decisions, we could possibly regret doing our own thing and having to pay the price of it for years to come. Understand, God lays out his desires for us in his word. God lays out in his word what he likes and what he dislikes. He tells us how to live. He tells us how to not live. His word is the standard of what is right and what is wrong. So that's why it's so important for us on a daily basis to be getting into his word. Because that's how you have a biblical worldview instead of a secular worldview. You know, you just wonder, like, you know, the way people vote. Like, how did we vote for these bozos in California? But somehow there's a lot of people voting for them because that's why they're in office. But our state here is being destroyed by the very laws that we have. But, you know, so what happens? How do people keep voting for the wrong people? Because they have a worldly, secular view instead of a biblical view that would judge these people and say, no, I'm not voting for them because look at the things that they, what they stand behind. And I don't stand behind those things. See, so God gives us his words that are really great pearls of wisdom for us. In fact, there's one thing that I would encourage everyone to do at some point, and why not do it here in 2022? It's like there's the book of Proverbs, and there's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs, and you could just take it on a one-month basis and say, I'm going to read one chapter of the book of Proverbs every day for a month, and it's like you will get so much wisdom. Here's some of the pearls from the book of Proverbs. In Proverbs 3, 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Now, people like that, like I want my path to be straight, but it's like you have to lean on him. You have to trust in him with all of your heart and not lean to your understanding and with all of your ways, acknowledge him. Then he'll make your path straight. Your path's not going to be straight any other way. Here's another pearls of wisdom from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 6.27. Ask the question, can a man take fire? Can a man or woman take fire in her bosom and their clothes not be burned? He's asking you a question. Can you walk up to a bonfire on the beach and grab the bonfire, pick it up and hug it and you not get burned? Well, the question's like, no, you can't. So that's why God says, stop playing with fire. Stop living in a life of sin. Stop doing something that you know is wrong because you will eventually get burned. That's what he's saying there. Here's another pearls of wisdom from Proverbs. Proverbs 10, 19. Where there are many words, transgression is unavoidable. But he who restrains his lips is wise. So don't talk so much. Don't, don't give your opinion on everything under the sun. You know, because why? Because if you talk too much, transgression is unavoidable. 
So restrain your lips. Which brings up our final point, a great division. Let's read another big portion of scripture so we get the whole story here. Picking up in verse 20 of chapter 8. It says, Now the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and present yourself before Pharaoh. I want you to have him as soon as he gets out of his frog-filled bed. Okay, so he says, as he comes out uh, to the water, and that means that now the blood has dissipated from the Nile River. We're back to water. So he's coming down for his morning bath. He says, thus says the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. For if you do not let my people go, behold, I will, sw- I will send swarms of flies on you. Now, again, this is personal. God's like, hey, Pharaoh, I'm going to send swarms of flies on you and on your servants and on your people and into your houses and into the houses of the Egyptians. And they will be full of swarms of flies and also the ground which they dwell. Verse 22. But on that day, I will set apart the land of Goshen. So now God is saying, hey, what? My people, like right next door, guess what? I'm going to draw a line. Not one fly, baby. Not one. They're all coming on you and none over there. None will happen there in the land of Goshen where my people are living so that no swarms of flies will be there in order that you may know because I'm going to draw an imaginary line and they will not cross it, that the Lord, that I am in the midst of the land. And I will put a division between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign will occur. Then the Lord did so. And there came great swarms of flies into the house of Pharaoh. Notice how it says that first, right in your, like a black, just a, you know, just like a, a blanket of, of flies coming in. And, and it goes right into the house of Pharaoh and the houses of his servants and the land was laid waste because of the swarms of flies in all the land of Egypt. Verse 25, Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron said, oh my goodness, I give up, go sacrifice to the, to your God within the land. But Moses says, it is not right for us to do so, for we will sacrifice to the Lord our God, which is an abomination to the Egyptians. So if we sacrifice was an abomination to the Egyptians before their eyes, they will then stone us. So we're not doing it here in the land. Verse 27, we must go three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he commands us. And Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far. Don't go too far. Okay, make, make supplication for me. He's like, can you pray for me while you're out there? I hate these flies, okay? All right, so verse 29. Then Moses said, behold, I am going out from you and I shall make supplication to the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh and from his servants and from his people tomorrow. Since you already set the standard, right, Pharaoh? You, you like this stuff, so you, we'll do it tomorrow. Okay. Only do not let Pharaoh deal deceitfully again. Like, don't you lie to the Lord. 
and not letting the people go sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and made supplication to the Lord. And the Lord did as Moses asked and removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh and from his servants and from his people. Not one fly remained, but Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also. And he did not let the people go. God, some people are bricks. There's not one fly left. You ever get that one fly in your house? You're like, I mean, it drives me and my wife nuts. I mean, it's like my wife even bought two fly swatters. She's like, we have one upstairs, one downstairs. Okay, it's just like, it's like, and it's like, it's just a thing now. If that flies in the house, I am not doing whatever I'm doing until that fly is dead. It's me against the fly. But imagine, I mean, this is probably trillions of flies. I mean, it's innumerable. But notice how the demand has not changed. What's God's demand? Let my people go. God says, I'm going to send flies, but I will set apart my people. And there is going to be this division now between God's people and the people of Egypt. And so it is today with you and me. Again, God said, my people will be set apart. Yes, we, you and me, if you're a believer, we are the children of God and we've received Christ as our savior and we are no longer our own, but we are set apart as God's children. That's why he tells us in 2 Corinthians 6, 14, do not be bound together with unbelievers What partnership has righteousness and lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness? He says, are you using your free time? Do you hang out with a bunch of heathens? Do you go out on the weekends and drink beer and this and that and whatever with everyone else because that's what everyone does? It's like, change your friends, God says. Start hanging out with more believers. Start hanging out in your free time with believers. This doesn't mean that you don't go to family gatherings and share Christ and be a witness at work and all of these things, but don't use your free time to hang out with people that pull you down or pull you away from your walk with the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15:33 says it like this. Do not be deceived, don't delude yourself. He says bad company corrupts good morals. Become sober-minded as you ought and stop sinning. Stop hanging out with people that are causing you to sin for some have no knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. While you're doing your thing and hanging out with your, yeah, but it's my high school best friend and we've been best friends forever. Well, I had a best friend in high school. I had a best friend in junior high. I had a best friend in in elementary school and it was all the same person. But when I came to know Christ, he decided to go this way. I decided to go that way. And it's just like, it's just what happens. It's like, don't deny what God's word says here. Yes, the people of God are to be separated. And we might not like some of the separations now, but guess what? You're going to live it when you get to heaven one day. You're going to love it. We're going to be separated with the Lord here forever. You know, and we're getting closer and closer to the end here. The great tribulation period is going to start. It could start at any given moment. And there'll be 
massive wrath poured out upon the earth when the tribulation period begins. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 21, he says, for then there'll be great tribulation such as not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever shall be again. So think about how bad some of the last judgments were. Noah, the whole world was flooded. In Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, hell, fire, and brimstone poured out. God says, this is going to be worse. This is why we need to be the voice of reason here. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 says, For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that not one believer will be here left on earth when the tribulation period begins. God will deliver us, but there'll be many people that come to know Christ during the tribulation period, during the horrific things that will happen during the tribulation period. But if you're a true believer, I've heard, I've had people tell me, oh, well, I'm a mid-tribber, I'm a post-tribber. It's like, no, I'm a pre-tribber. It's like every believer will be removed and God will not pour out his personal wrath on us, his children. Just like he delivered Noah and just like he delivered Lot before he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So in the end, as we end here, God will deliver us, you and me, just like he set apart his people from these plagues against Egypt. Yes, God is taking Pharaoh to school here. How sad when someone decides to reject the love that God has for them. When a person decides to refuse the grace and the mercy that God offers them. Pharaoh could have just came to the Lord and said, you know what, we're sorry. We set, apart, we set free all your people and God would have blessed Egypt. But instead, we're going to watch Egypt get completely destroyed and it has never recovered since. Yes, when a person decides to refuse that grace and mercy. But now, God is ready to ring the major wake-up call here to Pharaoh as he brings flies to cover the Egyptians. And Pharaoh says, okay, go, but stay in the land. And excuse me, Pharaoh, you know, says Moses, I don't think so. You're not calling the shots here. God's calling the shots. So Pharaoh hardens his heart once again. We'll see how that picks up next time. But as we end here, you know, let me just ask you, Do you have a heart of stone towards God? Is there something that you're doing in your life that you're just not listening to God? Like, well, I don't believe that for today. Well, this is what the, you know, the law is saying. I'm living within the laws and I'm righteous in whatever you're doing. It's like, but you know, you know inside if you're sinning against God. And it's like, don't allow your heart to be calloused. Don't allow it to be hard. And if you need to get right with the Lord, Now's the time to get right with them. Amen. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA all one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app and online at corechurchla.org. Or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 
Hi, ladies. Welcome to Open My Eyes. I'm Lori Wilburn. Psalm 116.1 says, I love the Lord because He hears my voice and my supplications. Have you lost hope that God hears and answers prayer? Perhaps you feel that the gates of heaven are closed to your cries. The enemy of our souls will always harass us to make us believe that our prayers are not being heard. But prayer is one of our greatest spiritual weapons in the Christian life. Remember, prayer is not to twist God's arm to get what we want. Rather, prayer is the means to transform our desires to God's will. E.M. Bound said, Prayer honors God, acknowledges His being, exalts His power, and secures His aid. Be encouraged. When our hearts are set on the will of God, He hears your voice, and He will answer. To learn more, visit my blog at corechurchla.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.